0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: It's Light like the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. Say to this one. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Bounce pass to Timmy Allen to the right side, guarded by his former teammate, Trey Mitchell. Allen trying to drive on Mitchell to the right side, swings it across the floor. To DeSue shot, fake on the three. Drives in with a flying Slam dunk with a right arm in. Dylan DeSue throws it down. Inbounded the car. It was tipped, but Marcus has it. Car left side with it. He'll rise up for three. Good! Marcus knocks down Lomer starting to heat up beyond the arc. They're back up six, 23-17. Timmy into the front court. Slices from left to right. Here's Allen again. Stops. Left elbow jumper. Good! There it is! 2,000 career points for Timmy Allen as he knocks down a patented mid-range jumper. 10 on the shot clock. And Arteria will fire up a three, it's good Forrest knocks it down Loghorns lead it by 15 Their largest lead in this first half 34-19, 10 to go in the half Tucson right side Trying to drive in, picks it up Pass deflected, deflected by Bishop Stolen by Carr, outside Rice Drives, two seconds, one, slam up? What a way to end the first half On the run out Bishop deflects it. Carr collects it. Rice on the run out with a dunk at the buzzer. And the Longhorns are up 21 going into the locker room at the half. Under a minute to go. Here's Morris on the dribble. Arterio looking. Now to Cole Bot. Bott will hoist up a three. It's good. Cole Bott knocks down the three-pointer. And Texas leads 94-58. Ronnie Terry saying no more shots. Longhorns are going to win this one by 34 this afternoon. Texas will go to 20 and 5 this season and 9 and 3 in Big 12 Conference play, still alone atop the Big 12 Conference standings. Final score this afternoon here from Moody Center in Austin. The Texas Longhorns, 94. The West Virginia Mountaineers, 60. And the Longhorns have a nine-point lead. Their largest lead of the half, 23-14. Shot rejected by Jones on the defensive end. Texas, three on two. Gonzalez, a no-look pass through. Gaston, who lays it in. Into the corner to Gaston. Deanna, eight to shoot. Left side, Harmon holds the basketball. Six to shoot. In the paint. Fade away. Up, no good. Rebound, Gaston. Pulls it back out front. Front. Gonzalez open for three, and nails. colo bounce pass picked off by Gonzalez behind the back dribble. Shaley, lead pass. Shea Holly pretty basketball as Holly lays it on.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Six seconds to go. Taiwo on the dribble. She'll step back, launch a three. It's good, and that'll do it with one second to go. Longhorns will get a 20-point win here this afternoon. Final score at Moody Center. The Texas Longhorns, 70. The TC Horned Frogs. 50, And the Longhorns pick up win number 20. And in Big 12 Conference play, they're now 11-2 and, and maintain sole possession of first place in the Big 12 Conference stand. Pretty active and successful, eventful weekend for Texas men's and women's basketball. Thanks to our producer, Cam Parker, tossing together that. Highlight montage of both the Texas men's and women's victories in the doubleheader at Moody Center on Saturday. The Longhorn men had that 11 a.m. tip-off. Blew out West Virginia 94-60, followed by the Texas women's 20-point win over the TCU Hornfrogs. Frogs, 70-50 the final score there. Both teams still on top of the Big 12 conference standings. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9. And AM 1260 coming your way here. And uh, also, uh, you know, uh, the uh, both the uh, Texas men and women are still alone in first place going into big road contest tonight. The Texas women are in Ames, Iowa. They'll be taking on the Iowa State Cyclones. And that's at 6 o'clock. You can hear that on AM 1260 tonight. And then here, and I do say here, in Lubbock, the Longhorn men will be taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and that's a 7.30 airtime and an 8 o'clock tip-off here on the Horn. Yes, uh, I am here in Lubbock. Craigway, with you here, joined as always by my co-host from uh, the ARN compound, the pride of Northwest Williamson County, and a proud graduate of Florence High School. You know him best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. Jeff Howe is with us today as well. How'd your Super Bowl weekend go? It was
0: great until uh, I got that text from Cameron that the elevators are out in the building. So uh, a little out of breath right <laughs> now in the studio. You
1: are. Yeah, I heard Bucky and Aaron talking about that. The elevators are out, uh, and and of course our producer is Cameron Parker. Cam, what did you say on the group text to us about the elevators being out? Yeah, bring your Nikes. Something... Yeah, bring your Nikes on that. Uh, so yeah, that's and, and for folks that don't know. Uh, our radio station is uh we have a great view of uh, of austin and we 're out obviously in Westlake Hills we have a great view of Austin in the downtown. The reason we have a great view with all those hills and trees is because we 're on the fourth floor so that 's four flights of stairs for uh Jeff Howe and backpack to traverse but uh, glad you're here. glad you 're catching your breath that 's a good that 's a good thing on yeah
0: that. be good here in a sec.
1: Yeah, all right. And uh, meanwhile, obviously, here in Lubbock, where you can see for miles and miles and miles, uh, it's uh, kind of a typical winter day out here where it's uh, uh, in the low 40s right now, uh, and it's kind of cloudy skies. You can see a little bit of sun pop through it, but it's mainly cloudy skies. It'll be chilly today, but it will be uh, pretty warm, pretty hot inside United Supermarkets Arena tonight where the Longhorns will take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who, by the way, are now coming off back-to-back home wins over ranked opponents. Remember, they beat Iowa State uh, last Wednesday, then turned around and uh, knocked off Kansas State on Saturday night. So they're playing better, feeling better about themselves. And, oh, by the way, here comes Texas, where the students have been camping out, I'm told, Since the weekend, so there's been a three-day campout going on. It doesn't matter that Chris Beard is no longer the head coach of Texas. It is Texas, and the uh, and the Tech students will be out in full force. It will be a sellout tonight. It will be a uh, rabid environment for that. Well, more on that coming up. Uh, We're going to hear from Rodney Terry. We have a Longhorn Notebook coming on. I'm with you for the first hour of the program. Jeff will take you through hour number two as I head over to the arena and we get everything uh, all set up and ready to go for uh, for the game itself. But, of course, there's that other game to talk about, Super Bowl 57 last night. And and this seems to be the common take, Jeff, and, and you tell me what you think about this, the common take of fo- folks who um, either did not – as the old saying goes, have a dog in the, in the hunt. Um, or, you know, didn't didn't care for either team or, or whatever. Or, or folks who just, uh, you know, casual fans who wanted to see a good game. And, and you can count me in that category. And I think we got all of that. Um, I think a lot of the entertainment was really good. Now, I did not see the halftime show. I saw every bit of the game. From my hotel room here in Lubbock, I saw every bit of the game, but I did not see the halftime show because I had. Uh, uh, by the time I got here and got up in the room and got unpacked and stuff, the game was kicking off, so I didn't move from the room till I got to halftime. Then I had to, I had to eat, so I went out to grab some food. But the, the, by and large, the other thing, the national anthem with Chris Stapleton, a lot of the other entertainment, a lot of the other things looked really, really good on that. I thought it was a pretty, uh, pretty good Super Bowl. In a lot of ways, no matter who you were rooting for, and especially if you didn't have a rooting interest, or uh, obviously for Chiefs fans, uh, it would it would go really really well. So, you know, a lot of positive reviews on it, uh, and and you know, uh, depending on how you feel about Rihanna and her halftime performance, and again, I didn't see it, uh, and uh, and that one call, the holding call, uh, uh, there uh, on the uh, you know that crucial penalty on the crucial drive of the football game, James Bradbury, with that holding call. And he did the, uh, I I thought, really, uh, uh, you might say, you know, uh, the the really admirable thing in the locker room is to say that, yeah, he did hold uh, a Juju Smith-Schuster. He, I think the quote was, I was hoping he'd let it go. Uh, but, of course, he's a ref. It was a big game. It was a hold, so they called it. He said he was hoping he, they'd let it slide. That sort of thing. So Man, My
0: heart just bleeds for the city of Philadelphia, and their fans. <laughs>
1: yeah. I figured you would probably be okay with ultimately how the outcome on this thing went.
0: You know, I was willing. I really tried to go into the Super Bowl with an open mind. Craig, I honestly did. Really? I tried to. Yeah. I said, you know what? I, I don't want anything to taint my view of the game. I just, I, I, I just want it to be a good ball game, because we don't get legitimate football. With all apologies to the USFL and the XFL, yeah. we don't get like real football until you know August, September. So I really tried to go into it with an open mind, and then, I mean, I, I guess Philly fans couldn't act like anything except themselves for the required <sighs> thirty seconds that it would have taken. But you're going to boo Dak Prescott while he's receiving the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award after you get this great video tribute to everything the award stands for. It's a great remembrance of the great Walter Payton. And you're going to boo the guy receiving the award just because he plays for the Cowboys. Whatever hope I had of going into that game with an objective view was gone at that point. And uh, everything Bill Burr has ever said about the city of Philadelphia and their fans and the people who live there is 100% accurate, and I could not be happier that that city is dealing with a loss this morning.
1: Here's here's the one problem I have um, uh, with with Eagles fans, and, and some could say it's Philadelphia fans, but the Eagles fans. Here's do we, the one do we have
0: enough time have. in this segment to go over that?
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not going to just beat it into the ground at all this, and I have some good friends who are avowed Eagles fans. Uh, probably you know right there at the top of the list you have bill Schoning and his son carl they are they're they're big I, I i have always blamed bill for proselytizing his son in in a rooting for philadelphia when he lived you know 1800 miles away but that's that's a father's choice you know whatever <laughs> so uh you know bill <clears throat> i'm a big fan of, you know see he's, he's a big fan obviously uh you know there's 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 several others uh, who I know I have friends, who are, who are big Eagles fans. And and the ones whom I know, the ones the, the ones that I know are like, you know, you with Cowboys or me with Rams or lots of other things, you know, uh, they're fans, and you get excited and you want your team to win, you're disappointed when they lose, and you might have an Cerbic or cynical comment about how things are going for your team and all that, but that's about it. The legions of, of Eagles fans – uh, and you just described some about their response to here's a guy receiving the NFL's highest honor for humanitarian yes. work. Yes, humanitarian work, and and because he plays quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you know whatever they're going to boo that, boo that that sort of thing. That you know, um, it, the the legions of fans I've I've heard them described as oh, they're the they're the most loyal fans in the world. No, they're not. They're not because if it's not going well they boo the hell out of their team. And you can be unhappy with the teams and my take on this is that boo especially this especially holds true I think for collegiate programs cuz you're talking about student athletes or high school programs more so pro athletes are getting paid. So they're going to be held to certain standards and all that kind of stuff. But I don't I don't I don't believe incredibly loyal fans are uh you know constantly booing the team. Can can you boo management and stuff like it? Yeah. Sure, I get it, and and maybe that's hard to discern. Some folks will say, well, I'm booing management for not putting people on. Eh, okay, uh, if that's indeed the case. But we know, by and large, that isn't the case on that. So that's why that's the only – I say that's the only real problem I have with them on that that sort of thing, that, that, that big moniker about they're the most loyal fans in the world. No, they're not. They're not. So, uh, you know, that's – you know, but but I again, I had no rooting interest in this game, so it didn't it didn't really matter to me. You know, I know how you felt about it, Jeff, because you're you're a Cowboys fan, so that means you have to hate all things Eagles, and I don't. Um, you know, I, I I don't. I'm a Rams fan. If the 49ers had been in there instead of the Eagles, absolutely, I would have been ardently rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, but but they weren't, so I didn't. You know, I didn't really have an ardent rooting interest in the game. All that sort of thing. I just wanted a good game, and I'm glad there was a good game.
0: You know, maybe Gus in the Bronx, though, on the Specs Text Line is right. Uh, said Jeff, if you thought Philly fans would do anything other than what they did, then that's on you, my man. People show you who they are. Believe them. Yeah, I mean I'd, i I should have expected that, but I would at least thought it's it's the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Like all you all you're asking for is 30 seconds of decency, but you couldn't even do that. So, but you know, a city that's booed Santa Claus that boo booed the great Mike Schmidt uh yeah. booed Santa Claus cheered when Mike Irvin was getting carted off on a stretcher in what turned out to be the last play of his career I I should have expected the absolute worst because that's pretty much what Philly fan has proven to be time and again
1: You know um it, like you said I I I don't necessarily believe in fact I don't I don't believe that if you're an Eagles fan sitting in that sitting there in Glendale in what's it called State Farm Stadium I guess uh if you're sitting in there you're not obligated to cheer for Dak Prescott. We understand he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, but the award, the honors for the humanitarian guy of the year in the National Football League, yeah, the least you can do is just keep your mouth shut. Exactly. You don't have to. You don't have to boo. You don't have to cheer. You're not required to cheer, but you know, if if, if you opt for boorish fan behavior that's your that's your deal doesn't matter anyway in the you know in the final analysis of all of that sort of stuff so um, did,
0: did you happen to see the other thing too with with the eagles and just that whole city and that whole organization did you see i didn't see it live i saw i saw the the clip on twitter of late in the first half it looks like nick sirianni might be flipping the bird to the chief sideline you couldn't tell what he was doing but you just see Jalen Hurts, like, grab his arm and, and pull it down and just shake his head like, no, don't do that. Like, if your head coach is doing whatever he was doing, why does your quarterback have to be the one that has self-control right there?
1: Well, Jalen Hurts is a stand-up guy. Yeah, uh, That I know. And So maybe he has to be the better <laughs> man in the moment. I don't know. Now, let me also say that they've got that great close-up shot of Sirianni and tears during the national anthem.
0: That was pretty cool, and I I get that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Stapleton did a, you know, a bang-up job on the anthem, which, by the way, was under. I I put the stopwatch on it. I think by the time the final note, uh, you know, lilted out of his voice, I think it was like at two o three or two o four. I mean, it barely was under, but it was under because I think the under was uh, the over under was two o six, on the uh, on the anthem. So he did that. Um, additionally, um, what did you, uh, what did you make of the holding call at the end? It was a hold. Yeah.
0: You can, you can debate, you can debate whether or not, you know, do, do you keep the flag in your pocket? Do you throw it? There's no question it was a hold. It's not a phantom holding call. It was a hold. Uh, it's just a matter of whether you want to throw it or not. And I, you know for everybody to say well the ball wasn't catchable okay it's not a matter of whether the ball is catchable or not on a defensive holding call
1: right that's not pass interference it's right call was holding and it probably could have been catchable because the throw would have been a little bit different had uh Juju Smith Schuster not had been grabbed and turned you know on the hold there uh, which is the the call on that sort of thing and Mahomes is getting rid of it at that point
0: so no I I had I had no problem with it I mean does it is it unfortunate that in that situation that that penalty basically ends up deciding the game? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's life. It happens. That happens in football.
1: Carl Sheffers, the uh, referee whose crew I thought did a fine job, his quote was the receiver went to the inside and he was attempting to release to the outside. The defender grabbed the jersey with his right hand and restricted him from releasing to the outside. Therefore, we called defensive holding, said it was a clear case of jersey grab that caused restriction and said there was no debate among the officiating crew about the call.
0: And here's the deal, Craig, if let's say you don't let's say you don't call it, right? Yeah. And the Chiefs settle for a field goal right there, <clears throat> first of all, given the night their kicker had, was not a given, was not an automatic that they were going to make the field goal. But what if let's say they kick the field goal, Philly goes down, kicks a field goal and then wins it in overtime. Then the role is reversed and, and Chiefs fans and, and Anti Eagles fans and whoever is complaining that wow can't believe Should the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl on that call, yeah,
1: yeah. And and here's the one other thing that I I'm in uh, definite disagreement with. Uh, I am not in the camp of those, and the, and this is is ascribed to foul calls in basketball, or or uh, maybe a ball strike call at the end of a game type of thing I'm not in the camp of those who say you can't make that call at that point in the game that's baloney if it if it's a foul it's a foul if it's a if it's a penalty it's a penalty if it's a ball a ball or a strike or a strike it isn't it should be in the first inning it should be in the ninth inning Uh, Keith Morton will tell you that talking about that with regard to baseball Uh, Eddie Orton will tell you that with basketball if it's a if it's a foul in the first Fifteen seconds. It's a foul in the last fifteen seconds, and the same thing whether it's first quarter or fourth quarter. A penalty is a penalty. A foul is a foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so I'm not I'm not in with that group. Is oh, you can't make that call at that point. Sure you can, and and as an official, you're obligated to make that call. If it's if it if it's a penalty or foul, you're supposed to make that call. So <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm on the other side of that for for those who feel that way about it. So, um. I also did, Jeff, a list because when you're sitting in the hotel room in Lubbock, Texas, you know, just sitting in there watching. Did the you do game, some homework
0: to do? last night? Well, research? I did do
1: that. I did do that for the game. But what I was going to tell you is I wrote down every single Super Bowl commercial, every oh, single okay. one except at halftime. Because at halftime, um, at halftime uh, like I said, I got there – you know, I got into the room and everything and turned on the TV, uh, you know, just a few minutes before kickoff, like like maybe 15 minutes before, something like that, 15, 20 minutes, and I had, had enough time to get, you know, get unpacked and get myself set up and all that sort of stuff for kickoff. But I did not have time to go and eat. So at halftime, I, w- I was going to make a, uh, a food run, and Dave Garrett and I went out and uh, rolled down to, uh, you know, because if you're in Lubbock, you know, Taco Villa. So, um, you know, it, it, went down there for that. And then and it brought it back. So I missed a halftime show, but other than that, I wrote down every single commercial, uh, that aired until, uh, you know, when the game had ended and, uh, the sheet that I have written it on, uh, Jeff looks a lot like one of Rod Baber's, um, you know, uh, handwritten sheets where he's got all his notes every day for that sort of thing. He's just Mm -hmm. doing all that. Um, Because I also knew that I would not remember uh, all of them, even the ones I really liked. It's the way it goes every year. I don't remember them if I don't write them down, so I wrote them down. Is there one specific Super Bowl ad, Super Bowl commercial that that leapt off the page at you that you, uh, that you were entertained by or that you remember?
0: Um, yeah, the the Tubi ad when I yelled at my wife for messing with the remotes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I didn't touch anything. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And she said, I didn't touch it. And she's like, it's a commercial moron. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So things
0: got heated in my house for about 10 seconds.
1: Wow. Yeah. Kind of escalated a little there, huh?
0: a little bit a little bit oh. but uh, uh, cool, cooler heads prevail cooler heads prevail okay
1: that's good that's good to hear by the way how did how did charlotte handle uh super bowl was she
0: was uh, she uh, she was in the the t- the other the tv room watching uh i don't know something on disney plus i don't know she okay okay yeah. that's how she was. no spent no, no interest in watching the super bowl last night i got you until like during dinner cuz we ate dinner and she watched the game and all she knew was that the Eagles were not supposed to win. We didn't want the Eagles to win. That's all, uh, all she knew.
1: Okay. Um, okay, so here were some ones I made, uh, you know, some check marks on of, of ones that I liked. Uh, starting off with the very first one, I thought the Dunkin' Donuts, uh, the Dunkin' thing with Ben Affleck and J-Lo rolls up at the end, uh, you know, and he's he's in there working and he's got his Boston accent, got into Krala and, you know, and a large coffee and had that working and then she rolls up, what are you yeah. doing? What you, I got to go. I got to uh, get me a glazed. Uh, so uh, that was good. Now, I, I did think about you on the very next spot that came out, Fast and Furious.
0: It's yes, Fast X, X. Fast X, yes. Hell um, yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I, I know you're into that. Uh, I know you're into, uh, you know, uh, hopped-up Jeeps jumping off the top of, like, Hoover Dam and driving down the side of it and – and uh, and and uh, big ATVs dropped out of moving planes and just hitting the interstate in full stride because that happens every day, as we know. So, you, know just,
0: you know, just let me suspend my disbelief for about okay. 90 minutes to two hours. Hey, if I can do it for the Star Wars catalog, yes, you can do it ex- for that. Exactly. I, I'm with you.
1: Uh, which, by the way, gets us to the next thing. I, I put in a separate category, movie previews, movie trailers. Indiana Jones pretty good got karen allen back in it as well there was that uh there's uh then the, that flash batman thing and in, 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 in where they brought michael keaton back as batman hell yes so that that'll be happening um did you like the t-mobile commercial with bradley cooper and his mom you know
0: uh, it was okay i, I didn't okay. uh I lots saw, of giggling yeah i saw people praising it's like oh man this i was like it was it was okay it was fine
1: Here's one I liked. How about the Alicia Silverstone redo coming in for the Rackettin commercial you, where she was doing you about know, the clueless I, thing? I'll
0: say this Clueless is one of those movies that uh for me anyway, it didn't age well. I watched wow. it. I watched it probably about ten years ago. I was like, I remember this being better uh, back in the okay. day. Just not it okay. not not near the effect uh, the rewatching Demolition Man had on me. Yeah. But it's 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 up there. Just I don't think it aged very well. It's got okay. It's, it's got its time and place in history.
1: Okay. How about? And there were two. It, it, let me also say this: this year, more celebrity endorsements than I can ever remember in a Super Bowl, because in a lot of the Super Bowls, you'll have the stuff like the herding cats and a lot of weird stuff. And there was there was plenty of that. The farmer's uh, 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 dog oh, and all that man. other kind Farm, of stuff. The, was the farmer's
0: dog commercial was was yeah. tough.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was so. Um, you know, uh, there's, there, you usually have a lot of those, but this was.
0: As someone said on the Specs text on the Breaking Bad commercial with the, the chips. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there was I was going to get to that. Jack Harlow and Elton John in the Doritos commercial with all the triangles. Yeah. Uh, that, that you had that. Um, John Ham and Bree, and then you had, uh, 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 Pete Davidson in the Hellman's mayonnaise commercial. There was that Ben Stiller and Steve Martin separate, separate ads for Pepsi zero sugar, but those, they both those, did it.
0: Those didn't do anything for me.
1: Okay. Uh, or the Nick Jonas for Dexcom. Uh, that probably didn't help you. How about the Will Ferrell with the EVs thing with the, with the, uh, you know, uh, with the zombies,
0: I'd say eighty-five to ninety percent of the things Will Ferrell does, I'm down with. So
1: okay, okay. Uh, the Caddyshack whole redo—we finally got to see the full ad. Hated it. Hated
0: okay. it. Hated it. Which hated ones? It. There were several. All of them.
1: Okay, not down with any of those. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Amy Schumer with the iPhone thing.
0: Uh, wait, was that was. See the iPhone. I thought that was the Google Pixel
1: deal. I get it. You're right. You're right. Uh-huh. Uh, What's the one with Amy Schumer and Giannis Atenecumpo were in that?
0: I think Amy uh-huh. Schumer's had her 15 minutes of fame. I think that's okay. about uh, – Okay. I think she's sitting you know, at like fourteen fifty nine fifty nine if that thing hasn't expired already.
1: Okay. Well, you know, uh, one performer who I really like and I've admired her work a lot and I really like her, but I just was disappointed in the spot she did last night was Maya Rudolph with this M&M's thing. of supposed to be clammed. Whatever it was they were going for, I don't think they achieved with that. So there was there was that. Um you you mentioned the Brian Cranston thing, Matt Damon, uh the uh, Bud, the that, Bud Light
0: Hold music commercial? Yeah I, I, yeah. I like that.
1: Now, how did what did you think of the Air Jordan trailer? The the Air cannot, trailer with Matt Damon? Cannot
0: wait to yeah. see it. Because you know what uh, how it said, inspired by true events. Yeah,
1: inspired. <laughs> I'm gonna have by a
0: lot of creative license. Uh, be cre- cre- inspired. Cre- creative freedom. Please. Creative freedom going on <laughs> in that one.
1: Uh, a couple, of, a couple other ones. Uh, Dave Grohl, the rock legend with the Crown Royal. Now, Speaking of rock legends, how about the workday thing about the rock stars? Hey,
0: real quick on the on the Michael Jordan on the air movie commercial. Yeah. If you're yeah. Sonny Vaccaro, how pumped are you that they got Matt Damon to play you? Because have you know. ever seen Sonny Vaccaro and put a picture of him side-by-side side with Matt he Damon? Does
1: lo- he looks nothing, nothing like Matt.
0: Nothing at all. <laughs> Not even close.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, uh, Dave Grohl with the Crown Royal commercial. Uh, there was that. Uh, kind of a weird deal. They were really going for the Dodge Ram uh, ED-type comparison thing. Uh, but th- that workday ad where he had Paul Stanley a kiss, he had Billy Idol you had Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, you had that whole rock star thing mm-hmm. going on. And, you know, stop saying you're a rock star like in the regular public sector, unless you're a rock star. Uh, that was a. That, I thought that was pretty creative uh, with what they did. And then, and then uh, there was that uh, that other uh, uh, dog ad, the Amazon dog ad, which I thought was pretty good, uh, where the dog is just tearing the house apart. And they get the dog and a friend. They get the other. Dog. Oh, and then like the last one, John Travolta. With the um, with the cable ad, with the two dudes from uh, Scrubs, where they're singing uh, "Summer Nights" from uh, from Greece. It's Travolta, man. It's Travolta. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, It it was. I think it was a record breaking year for total number of celebrities who are endorsing products and services all right uh coming up we're going to hear from Roddy terry also can have her long notebook do we have uh something different off the long
0: notebook no i actually just wanted to uh talk yes. talk about this basketball game tonight because uh, we've only got you for the first hour so
1: okay it's going to go hand in glove we'll get to that coming up we do have inconceivable we'll get to that as well and uh we'll uh we'll be glad to get to all of that Craigway uh, craig Way with you out in lubbock Jeff Howe in studio, along with our producer, Cameron Parker. And we'll continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com. Please don't stop the music, music, music.
2: Like the tower. Please stop the
1: music, music, music. This is like the tower on the horn. I did not get a chance to see the uh Super Bowl halftime show, did you, Jeff?
0: I was did folding you? I was folding laundry during the halftime show.
1: Okay. Are you a Rihanna fan by nature?
0: Not really. She is, Rihanna's one of those acts that it's neither fish nor fowl for me.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I'm okay with her, I, I, you know. <laughs> Sorry uh, I
0: didn't have more to elaborate on there, but it kind of it is what it is, you know.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it, it, I've, I've long said this, and I'll continue to say this, for anybody who liked or criticizes the Super Bowl halftime shows, when you have a Super Bowl halftime show, It is a 100% guarantee that no matter which artist or band does the halftime show, there's going to be a great many people who really enjoy it, and there's going to be a great many people who do not because the arts are a personal choice and taste thing, and some folks were not going to like the show, uh, no matter who had been out there. I remember really liking when Bruce Springsteen did the halftime show. A lot of people didn't like
0: it. I really enjoyed last year's.
1: Yeah. I remember when when uh, Paul McCartney did it. I really liked it. A lot of people didn't like it.
0: Uh Petty had a really good one. Was it Super Bowl maybe forty two, yeah. maybe?
1: Yeah, and there were but there were people who said, ah, I'm not into him. Went, okay. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's that that's what you will get every year. With a halftime show. Go have you
0: probably, ice- Jeff. Just go to the kitchen say- and have an ice cream sandwich if you don't like
1: it. Yeah, yeah, or make a run to Taco Villa like I did. And <laughs> I didn't do it because I didn't like Rihanna. I did it because I didn't ha- hadn't had any dinner. That's why. You know, um, and I didn't want to miss any of the game. The, um, uh, you, you know, you would probably have to go back. I saw a list of every Super Bowl halftime show going all the way back to Super Bowl one, Green Bay, Kansas City, where you had grambling Marching band, uh, uh, so you had that for the for the Super. But it probably you might have to go all the way back to Super Bowl five. Yep, Cowboys Colts, where the halftime show was up with people. You would probably have to go back to find something universal people liked or disliked <laughs> on that. All right, it's time for our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff, Howe's Longhorn Notebook? It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. See if Aaron can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to uh, get us the home loan approval turned around in a snap. In fact, Aaron's the person who can make that 10-day or less home loan approval guarantee. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. Um, so the the the, uh, the games on Saturday, uh, Texas women won. They're still in sole possession at first. At first game tipped off at 11 o'clock. In the morning, and uh, hey, first big surprise, Jeff. Media meal—they serve breakfast. Yep, you know, uh, so you had that, right? And then maybe
0: still got I got the, I got a big plate of fruit is what I had.
1: There you go. Passed on the scrambled eggs and bacon. Did you?
0: No, I got the bacon and the sausage because I figured meat—it's protein—that's fine. Okay. But I just worry about stuff that you know. I don't. I'm gonna be honest with the listening audience. I don't want to have to mid-game feel like. I got to rush and find a bathroom. You know what I mean. Just want something With scrambled to, eggs. Want something to, Yeah, it, it, eggs can be one of those things. It can be dicey a little bit. The the, the huh. fruit the fruit protein combo usually works pretty well for me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the uh, so anyway the uh, the but what probably was a surprise to the people is that the game just turned out to be completely non-competitive. And the Longhorns dominated from the start. I don't think it was a surprise uh, to a lot of folks that Texas would come ready to play, and they did. But that West Virginia just uh, – there were times that they looked disinterested, and the Longhorns took them out of the game early. I thought it was funny that the uh, Longhorn students, Jeff, were uh, right behind the West Virginia bench were chanting – and Bob Huggins, stand up, Bob, stand up, Bob, because you know he sits on that, on yeah. that footstool there. Uh, stand up, Bob, and he finally did at one and They all cheered or something. It was kind and of And I Bob. dig,
0: I dig that. Like it's not, it's yeah. just kind of playful banter. And, yes. and Texas hasn't had that kind of home court advantage in basketball before. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's refreshing to see.
1: It's not, it's not nasty or incredibly mean spirited. I mean, but it is, it is razzing. And i put it this way: I've already been told here in Lubbock where where the students have been camping out for 3 days that there will be students there will be people i know this is not going to surprise you that are going to hold up large printed images of the chris beard mugshot
0: yeah figure
1: I've, that'll that'll be coming up even though of course he hasn't been the head basketball coach here for over a month now and <laughs> no, all that that's not going to deter them for it not so.
0: for that fan base craig don't let facts get in the way of a good time
1: yeah, so they're 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 ready to have a good time uh, tonight. But anyway, your other your other evaluation of the game.
0: Uh, you know, I just like the fact that a lot of the kind of the checklist if you're looking for improvements to be made from the Kansas game, a lot of that stuff came through. Uh, to turnovers. So they only have six turnovers, I think, in the game. Yeah, I actually just had my stat broadcast feed up. There, there it goes. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, six turnovers for Texas. Uh, points off turnovers were huge. I mean, West Virginia, 20 turnovers. Texas finishes with 32 points off turnovers. Also, Craig, you look at the assist numbers. Only six assists and that loss to KU. Had 16 assists on 30 field goals on Saturday, Texas did. And I and like what Timmy Allen said after the game. He <laughs> He said, uh, he said, hey, we're, we're a much better offense when we're all sharing the sugar. And uh, Jabari Rice kind of looks down at him and goes, sharing the sugar? He goes, I like that. So maybe you'll maybe we'll hear more of that from the Longhorns. But no, I I just thought it was a good, clean, efficient <laughs> game. I looked up at one point, and actually West Virginia finished the game with more turnovers than field goals. And, and you know, my seat is next to Nick Moyle from the Express News and the Chronicle. And I look over at Nick, and I think at that point, I think West Virginia's got, I think, 18 turnovers, 14 field goals. And yeah. I said, man, when you've got more turnovers and field goals, I said, and you're shooting 29% from the field, it's gonna be tough to win. And Texas at both ends of the floor just flat out dominated that game, Craig. I mean, it was. I was shocked to see Texas win. I was shocked that, especially, I was shocked that it was that much of a beat down. I figure West Virginia yep. could have a little bit of a letdown considering they had to empty the tank to get that win over Iowa State. But I didn't, I didn't expect. I don't believe Texas is 34 points better than West Virginia, and I don't think they are. But you know this is one of those deals that got out of hand
1: sure enough after the game uh we had our post-game conversation eddie uh, Orin and i uh, uh visiting with long warren's interim head coach rodney terry to review this texas victory we started off by saying and you would be a better judge of what eddie and i were saying we thought that the first half might have been the best half of basketball this team has
2: played this year played really good and for a better part of that first half we only had one turnover uh, and it's one one thing we got back from from Kansas, we really tried to address some things. We need to continue to improve uh, defensively and offensively. And one at the top of the list, offensively, was value taking care of the basketball, in particular in the first half. We've been a really good second half team, but you know what's put us at a deficit at, at half times has been the turnovers. Uh, but I thought we did a really good job of just making simple plays and keeping it simple uh, in the first half, and uh, and then we guarded, we guarded pretty well as well in the first half.
1: And then even when you only hit one of seven shots to start the second half, and it started a little bit sluggishly, the defense, in defensive intensity, remained the same until the offense was able to get it going.
2: Yeah, defensive rebounding is another area we talked about. We couldn't have to continue to improve in, and thought we. We didn't want to come out and trade baskets. We wanted to continue to try to have separation, and the separation was made in the first half with our defense. So we really tried to encourage those guys to come out and continue to want to guard at an elite level. And uh, this team came in really hot. We knew that they were they've been playing really well over the last fall, five ball games, and uh, give my guys a lot of credit. I thought we won this game today uh, in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. We had really good. Really good, intense practices on on Wednesday and Thursday and working in areas we need to get better. You ever been around a team that made 24, 25 free throws? Man, you know what? This group, you know, we've we've done a great job all year long at the foul line. We really have. And uh, um, these guys, they work at it. And uh, we shoot a lot of pressure free throws during practice. And uh, uh, they take a lot of pride in it. Right, talk about how big it was where you guys took away their first and second option in their offense and forced their scores into positions and places on the floor they normally don't score. Well, we, we try to really work hard at denying a lot of those passes to, to initiate their offense, especially early in the game. It really disrupted what they wanted to do uh, in terms of really trying to execute their offense and uh, just you know had them playing for away way to the, on the basket and it had them making difficult shots as well
1: I'm sure you're happy for for Timmy uh, being one of 22 active players to get to 2000 career points
2: Timmy's got Timmy has crazy numbers right now his numbers are crazy for his career in terms of rebounds assists and all that he's done over his career but uh um, you know, I can't speak for him right now, but, you know, those guys over there right now are really focused on really trying to trying to play 40 minutes by 40 minutes and trying to see if they can put themselves in positions to win a championship.
1: You think those guys are getting used to the Saturday-Monday thing? you got to do it one more time, three consecutive weekends.
2: Well, that's kind of what we do. I say, hey, guys, this is what we do. You know, we're not going to uh, use it as a crutch and say, hey, wow, we the ones with the schedule this way. We just, it's in front of us. We practice early in the morning. So, hey, we're ready to go.
1: And it is going to be three completely different uh, Saturday-Monday turnarounds. Now, remember, the first was coming off the loss at Tennessee and Knoxville. So you had a road game followed by the home game, the win over Baylor two weeks ago. Then they had the two games both on the road, uh, the Saturday win at K-State followed by the Monday loss uh, at uh, KU. Now you got a home game followed by a road game. By the way, we, you know, we were talking about West Virginia. <clears throat> I was visiting with Tony Caridi, their play-by-play voice. They're on their third Saturday-Monday turnaround. They have to. They went. They went 90 miles up the road, 100 miles up the road to Waco, uh, where they'll play Baylor tonight. But they like that because he said that gives us only uh, six trips coming west out to the area instead of nine. They did it with uh, Kansas State. And uh, Oklahoma State to start off conference play. They had another one, I think it was Kansas, Iowa State, something like that. And uh, he said, he said we like it because we can, we can get them out of the way. But uh, you know, it it can it can wear you down a little bit after a while, especially if the matchups are uh, as intense as they have been and what they uh, probably will be again tonight as they get ready for this one, Jeff.
0: I trigger I triggered a uh, Texas Tech fan on the text line, Craig. Did you now? Yeah. Remember I said, you know, you, even though Chris Beard's not the head coach of Texas, they'll still have the mugshot photos circulating in sure. the student section. And yeah. I said, don't let facts get in the way of that fan base having a good time. This detector said, what facts, Jeff, the fact is – the fact is, was incredibly embarrassing to have your head coach arrested. First of all, he's not my head coach, nor was he ever my head coach. I don't play for the University of Texas, but I digress. Why would a fan base not poke fun at that? At the end of the day, neither school is employing Beer anymore, and Tech has a Final Four, and what does Texas have? Well, um, yeah, Chris Beer's is not employed by anybody, which means he's not the head coach at Texas anymore, dingus. So at this point, I don't know... Well, what the point is, other than just to be a Richard to flash the mugshot around? If he was still, if he was on the sideline, then yeah, I could get it. But whatever, just I don't know. It's kind of missed the point there. We're talking about he's not the head coach anymore. Hasn't been around this team since what the first weekend of December. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they'll uh, they'll be out. And I watched the game against Kansas State Saturday night. They're pretty good. They were in that game. They were they were good for all of their struggles. They have back to back. Home wins over ranked opponents, and doing it without Pop Isaacs, yep, and 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 having to do it without Daniel Bacho, they do have uh, uh, fairdall's AMAC back on the floor. Davion Harmon just pretty much took the game over.
0: He for, did. Uh, yeah, Texas he played team. really well. I, I watched that game Saturday night. He played really well. Uh, Bacho Craig didn't, as you said, didn't play on Saturday. Uh, yeah, he was a non-factor. In the first meeting with Texas, yep. too, because of foul trouble, it was all, he only played 19 minutes. I, I didn't even. I surprised it was that much. I'm going back and looking at the box score now. It just, I, I don't. I barely remember him being on the floor. Uh, only attempted one field goal, one rebound, uh, yeah. three turnovers. Yeah, it was just a complete non-factor in that first game. But like you said, that was the first. That was the, the first game they got Faraz Amak back until he had the foot bruise. Which, considering the timing, he had to sustain the foot bruise in the Texas game. Because I think he yeah. missed the next game, uh, which might have been a home game against West Virginia. I don't have text schedule in front of me right now, but I think I think that was it. But uh, at any rate, yeah, they uh, he was a non-factor, but and Pop Isaacs was huge in that first game at twenty-three points.
1: Well, and and uh, Davion Harmon has has had good games against Texas when he played at Oklahoma, and uh, and also against Texas. So it'll be uh, it'll be a challenge. No doubt about it tonight. All right. Uh, and we'll have the game for you, 7.30, with the airtime at 8 o'clock is the tip. All right. Uh, up next, we do have Inconceivable before we wrap up hour number one here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049-1019-AM, 1260. Live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.
0: Inconceivable. Inconceivable.
2: Inconceivable. Inconceivable. You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means.
1: Well... There's uh, several things. I want to start with a um, sports-related one. Um, You know, you and I, Jeff, we've talked quite a bit about Sir Jabari Rice's uh, major contributions to this uh, Longhorn Basketball team. Yeah. And he was last week's Big 12 Conference Newcomer of the Week. Won't surprise me if he's the Newcomer of the Week this week for what he did in this past week as well. It, it's entirely possible. Uh, I've heard TV commentators and many others say that he is without question, at least at this point, the Big 12 Conference sixth man of the year uh, with, with what he's done. Yep. And and, and that may wind up being. Have you seen what's going on at the school he transferred from?
0: I have, and that's uh, – Unsettling? I was going to say unsavory, but that doesn't even scratch the surface from – based on what I read.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, Sir Jabari Rice owns a degree. He graduated from New Mexico State, played four years there, helped him get into the NCAA tournament. But they announced uh, New Mexico State University, on first of all, on Friday, they suspended their men's basketball program and then yesterday announced they're not going to play another game this season. And you said, well, what is it? Is it, is it, is it covid related is it this is that no the university is investigating allegations of hazing with the team and the uh university chancellor dan arvizu said quote this action is clearly needed especially after receiving additional facts and reviewing investigation reports related to the hazing allegations involving student-athletes on the team. Hazing has no place on our campus, and those found responsible will be held accountable for their actions. We must uphold the safety of our students and the integrity of our university. It is time for this program to reset. Um, so, uh, it... An unidentified player went to police last week saying he wanted to remain anonymous, didn't want to pursue criminal charges. Uh, but these hazing incidents allegedly occurred to the program in the locker room at the Pan American Center and also at away games. Uh, so there's lots of things you might imagine so, that happens in so locker Cr-
0: rooms. So Chris Jans left to take the Mississippi State job uh, in Craig last April, right. May. Yep. So you're telling me in a matter of, what would that be, uh, about eight months, seven, eight months, that program, things just went to hell in a handbasket?
1: Wonders. Makes you wonder. That's brutal, man. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly it's – there were humiliating and degrading acts that things that happened. So So they shut down the program for the rest of the season. Be you no know more basketball in Las Cruces, New Mexico, for New Mexico State University. So yeah, had, had that. Um, here's a, here's something that's kind of tragic. You know, at this time of year, we have you know uh, winter sports going on. You have basketball. You have hockey going on. Uh, you know, up in the north, Jeff. Big thing, real big thing, is ice fishing. Yeah. You ever been ice
0: fishing? I have not. No.
1: Okay. Guys, you know, you sit on those buckets and drop those lines to the ice. Maybe you're sitting in one of those little sheds, you know, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they they have a really big ice fishing tournament on Lake Champlain in Vermont. It's beautiful. I've been up there in the summertime. It's 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 a gorgeous place. But they called off this ice fishing tournament over the weekend at the last minute after three men died when they fell through the ice during what was described as abnormally warm weather. So the event, the event was shut down. The Grand Isle County Sheriff's Department issued a request for this uh, 43rd Annual Islands Ice Fishing Derby. Uh, it was being canceled due to the condition of the ice. And they said tickets will be refunded. Uh, the cancellation came after three people died after falling through the ice. And you say, okay, so... What, what, what you know? What was the deal? Like the condition of the ice? Well, one man died on Thursday. After he fell through the ice while ice fishing. Very unfortunate. His Body was found in the water hours after he was expected to return off. But here's the other deal, Jeff. Two other people early Saturday morning died when they drove their SUV onto the ice.
0: Okay. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah. Uh, the vehicle fell through. Uh, one in in the ages of the two men who died 71 and his older brother john flurry's older brother wayne flurry 88 found inside the 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 vehicle yeah by a diver pronounced dead at the scene it's not Uh, not very bright no somebody said that the, the uh the national weather service had warned in a facebook post that the ice thickness would be highly variable due to well above normal temperatures. Ice is never 100% safe. They said, if you don't know, don't go. It's kind of like down in our area, turn around, don't drown, you know? So if
0: like, you don't
1: know, don't go.
0: Wouldn't wouldn't the tournament organizers have been able to see that and been able to call out and do refunds before anybody died?
1: Yeah, Well, they well, the first guy died before the tournament started on Thursday. And then on Friday morning, the organizers warned everybody they did not recommend anyone drive any type of motor vehicle on the ice this year. Apparently, you know, people do it up there when it really gets thick. Um, And they said they warned people, don't drive on the ice. If you don't know, don't go. So, yeah, that was uh, unfortunate. Um, Did you hear about all these unidentified flying objects? that the government's having to shoot down now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, There's still the Pentagon and intelligence officials are trying to make sense of three identified flying objects over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan that U.S. fighter jets had to shoot down with missiles on Friday, Saturday, and yesterday. The latest turn in the aerial show taking place in the skies above North America came after a weekend involving what seemed like at times like an invasion. There was one on Saturday over Montana. Then... Uh, after that, then Wisconsin and Michigan. Yesterday, they ordered an F-16 to shoot down an object over Lake Huron. And th- th- from the description of it, it was at 20,000 feet. So that sounds like it's more like a high-level drone than anything. But shot it down. It's kind of weird. And finally, Jeff, uh, the good news, bad news, McDonald's is bringing back the McGrib. Say what? The bad news is not in the United States, oh. only in the United Kingdom, and they're bringing it back permanently in the UK. Because remember the the food quality inspection thing; it, it's not as stringent over there. So that's what's why a they flight, what's do What's the flight
0: to me. London cost right now?
1: Yeah, more than a McRib, I can tell you <laughs> that. All right, Jeff will take you the rest of the way along with Cameron Parker. I'm headed over to United Supermarkets Arena, Texas, and Texas Tech tonight at 7:30 airtime. Eight o'clock tip-off here. On the horn.